The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon from the Nebraska State Fair. It's time for the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Eric Kruger joins us with Smart Yield and Except for the cattle, it was definitely another down type of day in the market trade today. We'll take a, a first look here at this uh, grain side of it. And and you said it best when you said, Eric, before we started, it's August. This is normally the trend we go through. We're getting ready to start harvest. Obviously, harvest is going to be early this year, but the trend has always been lower. But it just so happens that we've got uh, trade and everything else kind of crammed in. So we kind of lose sight, shall we say, of, of history. Yeah, I think so. I think you, you just have to be, you know, have to look back and realize that usually through the month, you know, the end of August, month of September, grains usually grind lower in the harvest. And um, historically, uh, you know, we have trouble coming into, uh, you know, the end of the trade on September and it, it pushes the market lower and you throw some trade issues in there and it hasn't helped at all either. Well, we look at the at the trade discussions and I know that Canada, they say, is on the brink of of coming back to, to NAFTA complete with the other two countries. Uh, still waiting for some something to happen with China. These trades, do you think it's going to taint this year's harvest and the harvest market prices? Um, you know, I, I think a lot of what we're seeing with, with tariffs and everything is built in, the negative side of it. You know, something could change, of course, on the bean market. Um, you know, beans, if you look for the month of August, coming into the end of it here, we're down, you know, over 85 cents, you know. And we today on, you know, on deliver soybeans, we came within a couple cents of, of the low that we put back in July. So we've taken a ton of premium out of that market. And usually that's that happens as we push into harvest um, when, you know, the bulk of harvest hasn't started yet and i think a lot of that's been been pushed with tariffs but it's something we normally see it's going to be interesting to see in the month end here if we can kind of hold that july low and if we do if we can't see maybe a little bit of retracement back up off that and give some guys an opportunity before harvest to maybe get some more uh, more sales locked in but if not i think you know this is just a pretty typical pattern that we see seasonally well we are in the in the first notice day and you look at the markets some happy to see august leave the board yeah, I think so. I think I think everybody's in that ball camp, you know, especially over on the meat side of it. On the grain side of it, I think, you know, we've got a few weeks left on the September contract. And um, a lot of delivery decisions have already been made. So I think a lot of guys are looking past that. We're looking forward to harvest and really seeing if, if we're going to have the type of crop that uh, the numbers suggest we will. What are we seeing? I know the corn basis has kind of held pretty well in recent days with the harvest pressure. Is that basis going to stay in place? Um, I, I think that's that's always your, your your really good question, and it's I think usually, of course, like we see every year, when we have the bulk of supply locally, especially when we're at our bulk supply, um, it's not easy to see basis firm up. When when the when the end user can find it really easily, it's usually the worst basis. And I think it's on corn um, that's going to be the case, and on beans, it's, I think it could be a year where we really see a, a swing in basis lower. Just you know, I, I think a guy's always have to step back and look at where we're at physically with with the cash side of it and and compare that to futures and uh we're going to have a lot of beans and we're going to have a lot of corn and i think that's negatively going to impact basis here through harvest are we as we look at, at the the numbers of export wise and weekly export sales were on the softer side for corn kind of mixed for the soybeans with china stepping back from the market it just continues eric to seem like a a very quiet type of trade 
Yeah, and this time of year we usually see kind of a quiet trade on X-Force, but um, year to date we've really had some pretty positive news on corn and beans, of course, have been slower with with trying to be out of the market, but uh, we've recently seen some you know emerging markets come in where we've sold some beans elsewhere, but uh, what it's really going to take is I think us getting through harvest, getting our supply in hand and having our prices be in line, which which they are with the world, and the world's going to need our grain, so we're going to move our grain. It's, it's usually we kind of got to get through harvest and have it on hand and available before we really start seeing that uptick. From the soybeans, um, basis is expected to see more pressure. I know the soybeans traded lower once again today as selling returned to the market. Kind of happened in the overnight, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it really did happen. And I, I think, you know, Argentina coming out and, and raising their interest rate again, their peso is just plummeting. Um, and I think you see that against other world currencies and what it's what it's going to put pressure on is our high U.S. currency. You know, the dollar's held in here pretty strong recently, and we've seen this move up to the mid-90 area. And um, It's not going to make it any easier for us to move our grain elsewhere in the world. Let's jump over to the wheat side uh, before we had to break. As we look at this wheat contract, we've on the winter wheat side, we've had some decent rains in many areas. Do you think this might entice some producers to think, okay, I'm going to take a crack at winter wheat again this year? I think there's definitely talk of it. And I think if you look forward, there's a lot of analysts predicting some more acres. Um, but, you know, we've seen wild swings in the market and it's all been driven. Uh, you know, we've saw, seen them in beans off tariff news and all of a sudden, you know, Russia is your big wheat kicker. And Russia came out today and said, you know, they're considering an export tax if they reach over a 25 million ton ship export level. And we've seen that over the last week really sway this market up 20 cents, down 20 cents. And, you know, there's numbers coming out with stats numbers tomorrow morning um, that the market's going to be really interested in but those numbers are from July surveys and they've had some heat after that so they may be a little skewed but I think you got to step back and look and where's where's it put U.S. wheat with world wheat and we're, we're still overpriced um, especially with this move up we've seen but if you look out further you look into the year end and I think there's a pretty good opportunity for U.S. wheat to get kind of really competitive with, with the wheat and the rest of the world. Do you see any pressure though coming from Mexico? I mean, excuse me not from Mexico from Russia? on the wheat um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's always that, that cat and mouse game that they're playing kind of like we're seeing in other grains where if they do limit their exports, then I think it, it really helps our market and it helps uh, demand shift our way. But if they don't, if we see more wheat out of Ukraine, more wheat out of Russia, then I think that can negatively impact our market that way. Well, stick around, folks. We do have more of the Fontenelle Final Bell coming to you from the Nebraska State Fair. Eric Kruger is joining us with Smart Yield out of Kearney. We'll dive into the livestock side. There may be the positive side of this whole market today with the cattle. Stick around. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network from the Nebraska State Fair. I'm Susan Littlefield and joining us is Eric Kruger with Smart Yield out of Kearney. So we're going to jump over to the, I think, the positive side of this whole market trade today and that happens to be the cattle market. Obviously, we've seen some slower um, buyer support that's been trickling in to pick up the pace. But cattle, you say, really are the bright spot, huh, Eric? Yeah, you know, we saw a really nice close in the feeder cattle market, uh, closing up triple digits, everything up over a buck really across the board, except for that front month August coming off. Um, then over on the live cattle side, you know, 60 to 80 cents, 90 cents higher across, you know, from your front months to your deferreds. And you know, it was it was nice to see. We've been 
kind of in a pretty tight range on cattle. And I think uh, we're kind of stuck there between a little bit of cash uncertainty, kind of keeping these futures market choppy. We've seen a really strong demand tone really carry through this whole entire year. Um, but we've got a really burdensome supply that we're working through too. So uh, it's, it's really been interesting to watch this market kind of, kind of form out. We went through a huge cash premium uh, on the live cattle side and all of a sudden we've got October getting to where we're getting right in line with, with cash and maybe even a little futures premium. Well, see the cattle and, and the cash start to pick up. Is it because the Labor Day holiday is looming on Monday? Guys just want to get this done so they can move into a weekend? I think so. We usually see that coming in tomorrow. We usually are pretty quiet the day before a three-day weekend. But also, you know, there's the packer margins that we've seen and what we're going to see for August are, are really strong and packers continue to kill strong because they have really strong strong margins and if you look out and look towards the end of the year look through the fall those margins are going to continue to stay strong probably not what we've seen here in August but you know I think if you if you look out they're going to continue to stay steady and I think that should help at least keep keep this futures market steady, keep that cash market with the demand there, and that, that should help the support a little bit. What are your thoughts on how feeder cattle have been trading lately? You know, we've, we've seen feeders. We saw feeders push early at the end of last month uh, up above that 150 area, and then we saw them break pretty good here, but it's kind of nice to see them battle back. Um, uh, in, in my opinion, we're still, if we get above that one, 150 area on the board, I think that's an area guys really need to look at protecting. Um, if you look, and, and most analysts believe we'll kind of see a little bit of a decline, maybe 4 or $5 a hundred weight on average for 2019 versus 18. So if you go back and look at those ranges, it, you know, on, on the feeder cattle side, it looks like somewhere in that, you know, on your 750-pound prices, somewhere in that 150 area is a good number. And on your 550-steer prices, you get up into that 160, 170 area, and it's it's probably time to do something about it. Jump over to the hogs. You know, we this is a market that just continues to really ebb and flow. You don't know what from one day to the next is going to be limit up, limit down because of the losses and the continued discussions that are going on globally. Yeah, it is. It's been one of those markets that, you know, if you look at it, it's it's just been up and down. And, and we had more days this past week where we were either up limit or down limit than we've seen in a while. And it all happened within a few days. We were up six, eight dollars and down six, eight dollars. And all of a sudden you have, you know, October front month hogs down two and a quarter today. Um, and I think. You, you got to look at it and, and look and say, okay, normally this time of year we're seeing futures trade at a discount to cash and to the CME Lean Hog Index. And right now um, we had it at a premium to start the day. And it's probably still a couple dollar premium compared to usually a four or five dollar um, you know, discount. So this hawk market, you know, with what we've seen with the demand that we know we're going to lose out of China, the Mexico deal should have been pretty positive. Um, but I think the market has priced in just that over. Over some over abundance of supply that we have, and it's going to be hard to grind through that. And it just takes—I I don't know how you guys all keep it up. I mean, we as broadcasters try to keep track of everything that's happening, trade negotiation-wise, who's doing what. For you guys, as you look at these markets and deal with it on a daily basis, how do you keep everything straight? You know, it's hard. It really is. But that's why, you know, that's what we do. Um, you know, we tell a lot of producers, you know, we're not out there growing it. We're out on this side of the marketing side of it. So you got to have somebody like us in your corner that does follow it on a daily basis. Because um, between the political landscape that affects the meat markets and your protein markets and the political landscape that's been affecting our, our grain markets, it's really it's really been difficult to navigate this year. But I think, um, I think guys are doing a good job getting through it. And hopefully we've taken advantage of 
some of the opportunities. And if not, I think you got to look forward and look um, look to getting getting our grain out of the fields. Um, really look towards getting through harvest and having a plan going forward, whether it's storage, whether it's looking out to next year on corn, and you know hoping to see a, a tightened up stock to use ratio or on on beans. You know, trying to find an area that um, that's going to work for guys to hopefully come out on the positive side of of the balance sheet as we uh, get ready to wrap up which is hard to believe the month of august do you have any optimism for livestock and grain as we head into the month of september (laughs) yeah i I do i think i think with the demand that we've seen in livestock i think uh, we we can be optimistic a little bit there um and i think we're still at profitable levels for guys so you know if you're a calf guy you're still at profitable levels and it's it's worth probably taking a look at doing something if we do see a a continued move up here and on the grain side of it i think corn has a good story with uh even if we raise 100 you know 70 180 bushel yield we could still see stocks to use pushing that 10 percent area way for producers to get a hold of you eric you can look at us online at mysmartyield.com or give us a call at 308-234-6805 and that's the fontenelle final bell on the rural radio network